Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Thursday, August 26th, 2021. On today's episode of the show, we're going to have a conversation about the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. My name is Ben Pearson. I'm a senior writer at SlashFilm.com, and I'm joined on today's episode by Slash Film senior writer and weekend editor, Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. All right. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. We're a little late to the game on this because this broke, uh, th- this this trailer was released the night that uh, the new Slash Film was going up. And so we had a, a different podcast the day after that. And then we obviously talked about the third episode of What If on yesterday's show. So I feel like we're a little bit behind the the eight ball when it comes to the No Way Home trailer discussion. But still, uh, this is a big deal, a very, very big deal, actually, because this trailer broke the record for... Uh, like the most watched movie trailer in 24 hours. I think Avengers Endgame had 289 million views in 24 hours. And this one had 355 million views, which is just, I mean, like a full on spanking there. So uh, people are very interested in Spider-Man, it seems like. So Brad, what did you think about this trailer? And then we can get into a little bit more of the specifics of it. I hated it. <laughs> I don't like Spider-Man. I don't like Marvel, and I am sick of this nonsense. I am, am I speaking with J. Jonah Jameson here on the, on the episode right now? He's a menace. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love this trailer. Uh, it's so exciting. This is this is the kind of geeky comic book stuff that like I never ever thought we would ever see 
on the big screen because it all felt just too confusing, too complicated to set up, very difficult for for general audiences without, you know, uh, a deeper comic book knowledge to, to understand what's going on. And there may end up still being some of that, especially since I recently saw on Reddit that there was a post from uh, someone, I, th- I think Jacob put in our Slack, um, where some, some kid was like, why is everyone excited about that person at the end of the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? Who is that? And it's like, oh, children, you, you young bucks. Um, <laughs> but it's crazy to think that there are kids who are in high school and who are going into college who maybe haven't seen the original Spider-Man trilogy that Sam Raimi made and have no idea who the characters are and the villains are from those movies. So um, I wonder if Marvel has a little bit of an uphill battle with their younger audience, but uh, hopefully it won't be, be too much of a problem. But this is such a, an, ex- an exciting thing, and I think it does a great job um, of setting up what's to come without really uh, giving a lot away. It's, it's a, a, a very big tease. And it's a huge reveal, but there's still so many unanswered questions and things to to figure out about this. Yeah, um, I also enjoyed this quite a bit. Uh, I just feel like John Watts has a really good handle on the the scope, like capturing the scope of these Spider-Man movies, like um, really walking that fine line between, um, you know, doing all of the, the traditional Marvel action stuff that we expect, but also uh, sort of honing in on the characters and the, the relationships there and like the the teen drama in a way that we haven't seen elsewhere in the MCU. I just feel like he's very, very well suited for that kind of thing. And it seems like even in a movie like this, where there's so much going on, there's so many other characters being brought in from other film franchises and all that kind of stuff. Um, it seems like this trailer is going out of its way to say that, hey, like these relationships at the core of these, uh, you know, th- these MCU Spider-Man movies are still going to be, you know, front and center here. Um, the the stuff with Peter and MJ in the beginning and uh, the idea that that he <laughs> he screws all of this up by, um, you know, still wanting a select few number of people to know his secret because he's that's that's the whole thing with Peter Parker. Like he, you know, it, it's this. uh this blessing and this curse. And he has like a few people that he's let in, into his inner circle. And um, what would that mean for him to, <laughs> to have his inner circle obliterated is, um, is something that I, I think he's not ready to, uh, to contend with yet. So, um, all right. Uh, so Brad, you did a, a big trailer breakdown as you are wont to do. And uh, I'm curious what sort of, um, you know, big moments that you uh, spotted or, or uh, wanted to highlight here. Uh, well, the big things here are obviously the villain teases. Um, the, the most obvious one uh, comes at the at the end of the trailer because we actually see Alfred Molina uh, as Doc Ock. And we recently talked about how um, there's a cool little detail uh, when you look at his arms when they come into frame that you can see the glowing light at the center of the claw is red. Uh, and in Spider-Man 2, that's actually like an indication that the arms are uh, mostly in control um, of Doc Ock's mind at that point, because uh, in the Spider-Man 2 finale, when Peter is uh, convincing Doc Ock to kind of, um, you know, destroy the machine and stop it from, uh, you know, ruining the city, and uh, Dr. Otto Octavius kind of starts to come through and take control of the arms himself, the light inside those claws flickers from red and turns to white, indicating, you know, that it's uh, Dr. Octavius who's now in control and actually mm-hmm. controlling the arms. So this gives us an idea that uh, the Doc Ock that we see here was pulled from his universe before he was redeemed by Peter Parker, before that even happened. So it's not undoing that redemption, but it's just that redemption likely doesn't happen because he got pulled, you know, into the multiverse, whether it's uh, into, you know, Peter Parker's world um, of, of the MCU or maybe some maybe a different universe. Even, you know, we, we really don't know how this is going to work yet. 
Yeah. Um, so that's so that's a cool thing. And then obviously the pumpkin bomb. You know, uh, hearing uh, Willem Dafoe's laugh as Green Goblin is is an awesome tease. Uh, and it seems like the, the 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 villains are converging in the same spot um, wherever that highway is that leads to the George Washington Bridge because that bomb explodes on the on the freeway. It looks like Doc Ock is also on that freeway. So I don't know if that's a big second act thing or if that's a third, like a climax kind of scene. Um, the villains that we don't see clearly, but we know um, that, we, that we've heard are coming back is uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And there are a couple shots through this trailer where you see uh, yellow lightning bolts and electricity shooting from an, an unknown source. Uh, and you might remember that Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man is blue, but there are versions of Electro that are, are yellow and have uh, ele- yellow electricity. And so I'm thinking that this version of Electro may end up being like from a different uh, universe, even from the one that was in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, even though it's still being played by Jamie Foxx, it's probably going to sh- give this idea that there are other variations of these characters besides the ones that we've we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, along with one of those lightning shots, there's also a big explosion of dirt. And I don't know if that's just an explosion or if that's the possibility of Sandman also coming back from uh, Spider-Man 3. And again, along with the same idea that this new version of Electro is a different from the one from Amazing Spider-Man 2, I feel like this version of Sandman might end up being different uh, from the version that we saw in, in Spider-Man 3. Uh, that remains to be seen. There have been rumors that in addition to the three primary villains that we have heard reports about, that the the entire Sinister Six might come together, which w- would include Sandman. Uh, it would also include uh, Lizard, which uh, there might be a tease of Lizard in this trailer. There's a very, very quick shot um, of Peter Parker where he's uh, wearing like a, a nice suit. And he sta- it's, it's a very dark scene. And he's standing in front of a wall. And all of a sudden there's like what looks like a portal opening or like the wall like disintegrating or something. And there's a shadowy figure behind it that he turns around to see. But you don't you can't tell what it is or anything like that. Um some fans think that like the sound that's there sounds like the lizard's like snarl or growl from uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. I'm not necessarily convinced of that yet. Part of me thought maybe it could be a Venom thing, since Sony has been keen on figuring out how to cross over Venom and Tom Holland's Spider-Man for a while. Yeah. Um, and considering it just like the, the dark color quality and that kind of thing, I but but I don't know. You know, this is all pure speculation. And as for who, you know, the sixth member of the Sinister Six might be, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't see a hint of another uh, villain here. So it's anybody's guess um, as to what will happen there. But Fingers so, yeah. crossed for Paul Giamatti's Rhino, right? Oh, <laughs> gosh. Wouldn't that be thrilling? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, the lizard thing. I didn't think about Venom in that instance. Um, but but yeah, that makes like just as much sense. I, I Yeah, I mean... You know, if people are freaking out, okay, so so a little background. The Venom movie that came out in 2018 performed incredibly well at the box office, like way more, I think, than anybody anticipated at that time. A lot of people are still very much looking forward to Venom 2, uh, Let There Be Carnage, which has been delayed recently, but um, is still planning to come out this year. So the Venom franchise is is pretty strong on its own right now. And if people are freaking out this much about Spider-Man No Way Home, like what they've seen in this trailer, if if Venom and and or Carnage are actually in this movie as well, um, 
I mean, <laughs> you could basically Sony and, and Marvel could just be like printing money at that point, I think. Um, so yeah, do you think that that one or both of those characters are going to show up? Like, I mean, with the multiversal uh, backdrop here, it seems like the perfect opportunity to introduce, um, uh, what's his name? Tom, uh, Tom Hardy, uh, Tom Hardy. Thank you. Um, into this movie. Yeah. I, I don't know. It would be very cool. There's a part of me that thinks that they might hold off and do that as like, uh, kind of a, an event movie that is only for Sony, because as we know, this, the sharing of Spider-Man and having him in the Marvel cinematic universe is the result of a deal between Sony and Marvel where that allows them to share in the success of Spider-Man and allow him to, be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with all the characters that Disney and Marvel Studios owns, um, while Sony still gets to play with their Spider-Man universe with characters like Venom and the upcoming Morbius and other you know spinoffs that they talked about with various Spider-Man villains and antiheroes. And I I'm thinking that um, Sony might be keen on trying to figure out a way to get Tom Holland out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and into their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, universe of characters and the multiverse has provided a way for them to do that cinematically and narratively Um, we know that the deal as it stands currently was for no way home and for an appearance in another upcoming marvel movie which we've assumed is likely dr strange in the multiverse of madness since that's supposed to be a huge thing so given that unless they decide to strike a new deal that continues this i feel like sony is really hoping to give their own universe an injection of interest by having Tom Holland shift over uh, into that and help, help them out. So um, I, I feel like that that's the crossover of Venom and Spider-Man is something that maybe they would like tease in a credit scene or save until after this Marvel and Sony deal is done so that they can figure out what to do next. Yeah. I kind of assumed that Miles Morales would become the new live action uh, Spider-Man in the MCU, but I guess Sony probably still owns that character since yeah. he, he was in uh, into the, into the Spider Verse a few years ago, right? Yeah. So okay, so I guess that's probably not going to happen. It's not going to be like a, a clean uh, replacement kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what happens there because uh, the the Sony Marvel relationship is, um, I think, like tenuous at this point. There's, yes. there's no there's nothing that says that that's going to continue on a permanent basis. Yeah. Um, so so we'll we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I've got three observations here, Brad, that I wanted to bring up. Uh, okay. One of them is uh, in one moment of the trailer, um, Peter is like walking and a bunch of people are seemingly protesting and like, uh, you know, angry with him. And um, a lot of people are taking photos. And I think it's the slow motion moment where he's sort of like walking through like a almost like a perp walk kind of situation. And there's a, char- a character on the sidelines that is holding up a sign that says devil in disguise. And I'm wondering if you think that this is a Mephisto reference. <laughs> So many people are talking about that. It's oh, okay. I haven't I, seen. Yeah, like I mean, the, most of them are jokes, but you know, um, I, I just <laughs> uh, but there's a theory going around too um, that Mephisto uh, may also be in disguise as Doctor Strange, and like that he's doing this intentionally to screw with with Peter Parker. But like, honestly, I don't think that Marvel Studios has any interest right now in using Mephisto in any significant way in any of their projects. And I feel like it's just turning into this ongoing gag now. <laughs> you mean the literal devil, Brad? They're not <laughs> interested in bringing him in? Why? I Everyone? know, right? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so, right. If any, but some people have also taken that to think that maybe it's like a kind of like a wink and a hint that uh, Matt Murdock is, is going to be in this movie, who is oh. Daredevil. And some fans believe that the character who 
throws the files down on the table in front of Peter Parker is Matt Murdock as his, huh. as cause the rumor is that he's supposed to be Peter Parker's lawyer. Um, that is interesting. So I don't, I don't know if that's going to be true or not. It would be interesting. It would be, it would be a fun crossover, but yeah, that's, that's who knows. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So two more observations. One of them, uh, you mentioned Doc Ock at the end of this thing, when he pops up and says, hello, Peter, do you think that, Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus is addressing Tom Holland's Spider-Man, or do you think he's addressing Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man there? That's a great, that's a great question. I, and I think it's cool that I could go either way because um, the shot that precedes that is, you know, Peter Parker in his suit on that freeway. And so you're led to believe that he's addressing Tom Holland, but Alfred Molina's Doc Ock probably had, would have no idea that Tom Holland is Peter Parker in that universe. Like he would, right. see, he would see Pete, that version of Peter Parker and be like, who, who the hell is this kid? Uh, so, but he could easily be seeing Tom Holland in the Spider-Man suit and just assume that it's Tobey Maguire's Peter mm-hmm, Parker mm-hmm. as Spider-Man. But I do hope that it is a thing where he is addressing Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man off, off camera and that, and that scene maybe involves uh, both him and Andrew Garfield as, as Spider-Man. That would be, that'd be incredible. Yeah, because like in Loki, right? Like when Loki meets um, Sylvie, he doesn't say hello Loki like he he doesn't understand the concept of the multiverse and like what's going on so unless Doc Ock has like a uh I don't know a a more advanced understanding of the multiverse then I feel like he would have to be yeah it's either what you said like a mistake uh based on the character being masked or he is actually addressing uh Tobey Maguire there so uh something to keep an eye out for and then finally the question that I have is like do you think that in all of this chaos uh or maybe like right in the aftermath of this chaos um, something happens to Doctor Strange. Do you think he gets like sucked into the multiverse or he decides to disappear into it to try to fix the mess that he made? Something happens, I feel like, where he is probably not going to be uh, an aiding force to Peter in the chaos of all of this. And it, se- it just sort of seems like he's going to have a relatively small role He's going to be instrumental in, in obviously, as we see in this trailer, like causing all of this to happen and sort of cracking this whole storyline open. But I feel like he he is not featured in the back half of the trailer, really. And and I'm just wondering what you think happens to Doctor Strange in this movie. That's a good question. Um, and I I'm not entirely sure. I I wouldn't be surprised if, however, this is resolved. If there's a credit scene that leads into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness that like teases whatever the the conflict will be in that movie, like some kind of character appearing as an alternate version of themselves. Who's maybe a villain now or something like that. Maybe something having to do uh, with Scarlet witch. And she's supposed to feature prominently in that movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm, I, I'm not necessarily sure that Dr. Strange doesn't have a bigger part to play in this movie beyond that, because um, there's a couple, like, there's a few interesting things that we see him doing that make me wonder exactly how the events will unfold. Because if you think about this, Doctor Strange, when he makes the spell, he's making it so that everybody forgets that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So you would think that that would include Doctor Strange too. And there's that mm-hmm. shot. There's that shot where Doctor Strange is pushing Peter's spirit, soul, what have you, out of Spider-Man's body, uh, and Spider-Man's holding on to some kind of. Uh, box that has the Vishanti uh, symbol on it, which is the symbol that's on the Sanctum Sanctorum and the the pendant that holds the time stone, the Eye of Agamotto. Uh, and part of me wonders if Doctor Strange might end up being at odds with Spider-Man because he doesn't remember who he is or anything hmm. like that. 
Um, because I'm not entirely sure in those scenes where that train is speeding through the canyon and like it's the mirror dimension and Spider-Man is uh, on, on top of the train and Doctor Strange multiplies it and it shoots off like a, a railroad track ramp. If he's maybe trying to train Spider-Man to deal with some of the potential complications of messing with the universe in this way and uh, dealing with the possible consequences of the multiverse acting up, or if he is fighting Spider-Man in those moments. Um, Because it very much looks like Spider-Man is swinging away through the city in that one shot, and it's like all mirror dimension folding in on itself before it collapses into that hole, and Doctor Strange chases after him. And so I wonder if Doctor, like whatever happens, he ends up in another universe or something where Doctor Strange doesn't know who he is and chases after him because he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that is fascinating. I'm not really considered them being at odds with each other, but that's kind of an interesting wrinkle, especially since this trailer, like, you know, goes out of its way to remind you that they were like a little friendly uh, and, and, you know, there's in Infinity War, you know, there's yeah. like that little relationship there. Um, and for Peter, you know, who is so reliant on father figures in this, uh, this iteration of the MCU, for one of those father figures to be dead in Tony Stark, and then for another one to, to like turn on him because of some sort of magical thing. Um, that seems like it would be good ground for uh, to mine for dramatic uh, conflict there. So um, yeah, I, I kind of hope that happens now. Um, all right. I, any other uh, stray observations or, or anything else that you wanted to mention about this trailer, Brad? Uh, I don't think so. I think we we covered the uh, the big parts of it. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I'm so jazzed to see what they do with this because it just it seems like such a great opportunity to have fun with uh, Spider Man and these previous franchises, mixing them together. It just it's it's so cool. It's just a great. It's a as much as everyone complains about uh, superhero movies are everywhere and there's too many of them and they're dominating blockbusters. It's like it's an exciting time to see these stories that people love so much in comic books coming to fruition on such a grand scale. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Slash Film Daily. You can find more about the stories that we mentioned on today's show at SlashFilm.com and linked inside the show notes of this episode. Slash Film Daily is published every weekday, bringing you the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps, and send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, and mailback topics to us at peter at SlashFilm.com. Make sure to leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow.